Welcome to a podcast about Catholic things. This is Eric, the Ambassador of Common Sense, and I'm here with... Dan, the Ambassador of Nonsense. Welcome, everybody. Uh, this week, we are going to talk about, I, I don't know, extremism, radical Christianity. I don't know exactly what to call it, but I know that a lot of secular people will accuse Christians or hardcore Catholics of being too Christian or too Catholic. Mm -hmm. It seems like not enough people, not enough Catholics are accused of being too Catholic. Uh, yeah, they tend to be more the, the evangelical Christians. Um, yeah. Those are the ones that are too Christian, but Catholics ought to be con uh, accused of that. It, it ought to be a thing where, you know, them Catholics, they're just all mm -hmm. the way. Uh, yeah. Sadly, it's not. But the, question is can someone be too radical in their faith and i think the short answer is no um, yeah, is there such a thing as as I, I guess uh improper extremism in in terms of the living of your faith say this again is there such a thing oh as is there you were extremism? asking yeah. Okay. I thought you were saying, well, there's such a thing as in. Oh. <laughs> okay. I was gonna say, well, I don't know. That's kind of a, not the point I was gonna make. You know, this um, this it's before we even get into it. This from there's I have a absolutely uh, on topic anecdote. Um, you know, we used to host parties at well, mom and dad hosted parties at our house growing up, and. Of course, our family was very much involved in the pro-life movement and that kind of stuff, some more than others. Mm -hmm. Well, our grandmother, Grandma Braden was there, and Uncle John was there. And Uncle John was talking about people, and I don't know what group he was talking about, but he was talking about somebody and, and you know, how religious they are. And he said, you know, they're just overly religious. It's like, they're you know, they, they, they're just so religious. And Grandma Braden said, well, you can't be too religious, John. Now, I knew exactly what she meant. But he said, yeah, exactly. They're like too religious. <laughs> he, he, I had to explain right to Uncle John. Head, huh? <laughs> exactly. Wow. What she means, Uncle John, is that there's no such thing as too religious. <laughs> you can't be too religious. Huh? I, I, would, I would tend to agree with Grandma. Um. <laughs> This came up because uh, lately Trump's been saying things. I it, it would make it seem like he's not really completely pro-life. That mm -hmm. the way what he's saying and the way he's saying it, he's saying he, for example, he's criticizing DeSantis for having a heartbeat bill, um, and that I guess that would be. The heartbeat, the Florida bill says 12 weeks, is it? Um, and Trump says that this is a terrible mistake. He said that he would not even sign a 15-week bill. Wow. But uh, As a governor, he's huh? not governor, so no. he wouldn't be able to. But I guess this, this brings up the fight between whether or not it should be a federal matter or state matter. And as I've said before, it's not like there's a federal law against murder, but you kind of take it for granted that it's that every in state, each yeah. state. 
And you know that if you murder in any one state, you're going to go to jail for it. So maybe it's naive to think, well, that's how it'll be with abortion or that's how it should be with abortion. Either way, that's that's not really the argument here. Trump is criticizing and he says that in order to win in 2024, Republicans must learn how to properly talk about abortion. Well, well, I mean, that's one of those statements that's right, no matter how you agree with it. I, I guess so. But he's, he's, he's at least admitting that abortion is a key issue and it needs to be talked about. Um, but he won in 2016 it, and yeah. he did talk about it. What I thought was right, right. because he with, didn't leave he didn't any talk about it compromisingly. I mean, he said it should be up to the states, mm-hmm. but he always acted as though he were 100 percent pro-life. He went to the pro-life marches. He, he stepped into a leadership role there and yep. we accepted him. And now he's saying things like this and it's like, well, wait a minute. What do you, yeah. Why? Yeah. That's, that's what one is of those. <clears throat> I don't is know if he's breaking news, a, a sellout or I don't, I just oh, don't right. know. I don't know yeah, at this I, point because he's saying things and doing things that make me think, well, maybe he's not pro-life. But I would say that at least he sees it in the proper light that it's not a it's not an issue for the president. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. If if you're of my mindset where it should be the states outlawing it, not the federal government. Yeah, I mean, the good, we should slowly I, I try mean, to take power away from the federal government. Yeah, not away from anything the to decrease the federal government's power is is a good thing, even if that enlarges the states to be able to do some bad things. Yeah, I don't because know. then it, those it's bad a, things are constrained within those individual states. I guess it's a discussion to be had, but it's not like you would think that I'm not pro-life just because I think that way, you know? Right, right. And But the way, but the way Trump Trump's is talking, talking it sounds like mm-hmm. it's, it's like he's not pro-life. And yet we've got, he's the one we give credit to for overturning Roe v. Wade. Mm-hmm. He, and rightfully, he's the only one who should get credit and for And we this. recognize he's the first the first president to actually attend the March for Life, which okay, I mean it's it's a um, so that's a little bit of a corporate event. I'll grant that, right? But excuse me, but it's been but, going on since Roe v. Wade, and he's the first president ever to attend it. And person. we had always asked other presidents to attend mm-hmm. it. Reagan wouldn't attend it. None of the Bushes attended. Um, he did. And it was, it was nice to see someone there who, who would identify himself as one of us. Yeah. But now he's not. Anyway, I guess the reason I brought that up is because uh, in a political discussion, I heard things like, are you a political purist? Where you think the politician has to match your political out view entirely or... He's no good and you don't vote for him. And I'm okay. not. Yeah, no, that's, but, well, there wouldn't be a politician. Cause, yeah, because no politician thinks exactly like I do. But 
this issue of abortion is a little bit different than other political issues. Yeah. It's not like you can be a little bit for abortion. You're either for it or you think mm-hmm. it's murder. Yeah. If you think it's murder, then you should be behind anything you could do to, uh, to stop it, make it less and yeah. eventually and make it outlawed. Eventually make it, you know, in, in the, the point, you know, the, there's, I, um, in the context of that discussion, I, I forget who it is I heard put it this way, but it's exactly the way I think about it. That some people will even say things like, "Well, gee, if you could reduce the number of abortions by, um, you know, granting this, you know, allowance or or only going this far with your laws or whatever it is, if, if you could just reduce the number of abortions, uh, wouldn't you call that a win? Because you think abortion's horrible." And um, this person pointed out that that to a real pro-life person like we are, our goal isn't to reduce the number of abortions. Our goal is to achieve legal protection for the unborn. Yeah, I think that unborn was, uh, That's, I think Randall Terry pointed that out have, when we interviewed him. He might have made that, that same yeah. Uh, thing, but but I don't I don't think he's the one I first heard that from. Right. But that's our goal, and so any kind of of compromise that would be seen as a permanent compromise, obviously we would reject. Right. Um, but like Randall Terry very much did show is you know you got a hostage situation. Well, if if the uh, guy holding the the hostages is willing to give up a few people, you take them. As and then long you say, as okay, nobody... now let's work for the rest of them understands that as okay you've won because you didn't win until mm-hmm. it's illegal that's no, when it right. that's when you win the goal is for all those hostages to be released all those babies to be protected under the law yeah <clears throat> and i mean this steps into the fact that it's like um you know when when we were growing up and people would visit our house they knew that one thing if there was a way to tie a subject into abortion it we would happen it. you know that's if, right if the owner of some company was pro abortion or pro life mm-hmm. it would be brought up if that company was brought up yeah, because because everything was tied with that our whole mm-hmm. lives were kind of tied into that well let's take that a step further or forget about current events for a minute. Mm-hmm. Let's just talk about our existence. Yeah. We know we were created and we know we are sustained by that creator. And that at any moment we might not be sustained by that creator if he so chose. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, we know that we know what the creator wants from us because he said it. He wants everything. Mm-hmm. He wants us to love him with all of ourselves, all of our mind, all of our soul, everything should be in loving God. So you can't really, as grandma said, go too far in that because he wants everything. There's nothing that he doesn't want. And if a subject could be turned into religion, then it probably should be. Makes sense to bring it there. Yeah. Now, obviously, I mean, I have other interests other than religion i mean mm-hmm. 
I do tie dye shirts. And while I do make a few, you know, cross ones or religious ones, um, the, the subject itself isn't really a religious one. It's just, I like colors and, you know, it's, it's, it's a fun thing to do. Um, and there's a lot of things like that, that, that really don't touch on religion, but Mm -hmm. when someone says, well, things like you're taking this too serious, I, I don't really understand that mindset and I don't, I disagree that you could be too, that you could take something too far, mm-hmm. but that gets when, into when that something is so fundamental to, to your very existence that, that right. Okay. That, if, if you weren't going to take it far, that means that somewhere you don't believe what mm-hmm. we believe, right? What is it that you think? Do you think there's only a chance that God exists? Is that it? Right. So you're just playing odds. You know, mm-hmm. trying to save on the safe side and maybe if you go on the wrong side, there's still a good chance that God doesn't exist anyway. So maybe what's the big deal? Or do you think he didn't say, I want you to love me uh, with all your heart, all your mind? You know, I, the greatest mm-hmm. commandment, I all can't even strength. remember the wording of it, but love um, the Lord with all your yeah, heart, mind and strength. So he, he didn't say that maybe, or what is it? What is it about those people who are lukewarm that makes them lukewarm? Or is it one of those things like, I'll do that later. I want to live for a while first. I, you know, I wonder about that sometimes. Like a, like a, like a St. Augustine. Yeah. I, so, uh, give me, what is it? Give me chastity, but not yet. Not yet. <laughs> well, you know, I, we, I think we've even said on this podcast before that because uh, because people will talk about, for example, Muslims. I'll say, oh yeah, you know, the mm-hmm. extremist Muslims and 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 uh, problem they pose, and then they'll say, yeah, but you know, most Muslims aren't extremist. Most Muslims aren't what fundamentalist, whatever. But we've said it on this show. Hey, if you're not a fundamentalist extremist Muslim, you're really not a Muslim. When we say most most Muslims aren't extremists, we mean most Muslims don't actually believe their founding yeah. religious principles. They yeah, don't really believe the what Muhammad taught. They don't really believe the Quran. If, if you're not an extremist Muslim, you're not a Muslim. Well, you know what? That's true for Catholicism, too. If you're not a fanatic Catholic, you're not a Catholic. That was, yeah, that, the whole fanatic... Um, if you say you're a fanatic Christian, here's the problem is that the secular world has invaded our way of thought so much that to most people, fanatic means somehow that you like believe in killing people who aren't in agreement with you. You know, a a fanatic is someone who who wants to force everyone else to believe like him, which it just isn't the case. It never was. Um, so, I, I mean, I, I kind of see why some people would shy away from the word fanatic, but 
that's not what fanatic means. Fanatic just means that everything you do is put into that one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that's, if that's, that's being Catholic for everything, yeah, it's not like if it's being Catholic, then it doesn't include conversion by the point of the sword. Yeah, if it's Muslim, it does. It does. That's exactly exactly. So a fanatic Muslim is much different than a fanatic Catholic in how mm-hmm. they act, but I would say I'd have more respect for either one of the two than a lukewarm Catholic or a lukewarm Muslim. Because yeah. both of them are, are claiming to, to themselves a system of religion that they don't actually uh, ascribe to or that they don't actually subscribe to. Even a, uh, a fanatic atheist um, who doesn't try to take this middle road where it's like, okay, I'm an atheist, I don't believe in God, but I still believe there are, I still believe oh, in things like morals, ethics or, yeah, or morals. Yeah, whatever. It's like you can't believe that yeah, if you're I, an atheist. I personally have not met a really a true atheist. Yeah, I, 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 I I'm not either. aware in my life that I've ever met a true atheist. To be honest, most of the atheists I meet are not actually, they're not, they're not even trying to claim anything about God. Mm -hmm. They're trying to profess their anger at God, Mm -hmm. uh, which indicates that they do actually believe in him uh, and just want to fight him because they are angry over yeah, it could be anything, but yeah. usually something that happened in their lives that that made them angry. And yeah, I don't think I've ever believed in an atheist or met an atheist either. I've met plenty of people who say they are, but none of them. The world none is none of very them who are willing to accept the uh, philosophical, the logical consequences of there being no God, there being no creator. Yeah. And if, 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 I guess there is a a kind of a thing where it's like, okay, you can be charitable in a selfish way where you're trying to gain some good by being charitable, but that usually doesn't really work out. I mean, and even so, that's not morality. Right. That doesn't tell anybody else why you can claim that that person ought to be charitable and that they're somehow failing a moral law by not being. And above all, you're you're you can't ever claim to be a good guy if <laughs> there's no you're an atheist. There is no goodness. good guy. Yeah. There's no bad guy. You can't uh, you can't be against Hitler or Stalin if you're an atheist. Mm-hmm. because uh, they there's had no power within reach and they took it. And there's no so, ultimate standard against which to judge them. Right. Yeah. So I think, you know, ultimately, if you're not a fanatic Catholic, I just don't think you're a Catholic. And if you're not a fanatic Christian, you're not a Christian. Mm-hmm. If you're a fanatic Christian... I advise you to look deep into your faith 
and follow it to its logical conclusion. And it will lead you to the Catholic Church. (laughs) There's nowhere else it can lead you. That took a lot less time to talk about than I thought it would. Okay, well, I'm going to evangelize the Protestants real quick because okay. you brought that up. You said look more to your faith. I was, you know, sometimes I um, think about um, things while I'm, I'm reading scriptures, and, and I end up reading the same scriptures again and again while I'm at uh, Mass. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. And <clears throat> there's a uh, part that... Um, Jesus is, is, you know, he gives some sermons to his disciples before, um, before the Last Supper and before he goes to his death. Uh, let me find this real quick. Now, this is uh, a part of the Bread of Life sermon in John chapter, or John, yeah, chapter six. And it's in my missal, and every time I go to Mass after communion, there's certain things that I read, and I just, you know, read them every week. So I'm reading them again and again. And then sometimes little things just kind of like pop out at you. Um, So this is John 6 starting. I'm just going to start right around uh, verse 40. In fact, that's the only verse I'll read. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him should have eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. In my missal, it's translated as, this is the will of him who sent me, that all those who believe in the Son, when they see him, should uh, enjoy eternal life. I'm to raise them up at the last day. Now, here's the thing. In both translations, it, it doesn't matter. Um, obviously his disciples that he's talking to there, they're seeing him. But what about us? How are we to believe in the Son when we see him? He's already ascended into heaven. He doesn't walk around the earth anymore. But we do see him. Every time we go to Mass, we see him under the species of bread. I, more and more, am becoming convinced that this specific belief in the Eucharistic real presence of Jesus is kind of a major thing when it comes to salvation. Yeah, and it's almost in a scary way. That's what I mean, in a, in a way that's sobering and scary, that kind of wants you, wants you to like grab all the Protestants and say, can't you see? Yeah. Or even a lot of the Catholics. Right. See, yeah, the Catholics wake too. up. That's true. Um, right. The, the Novus Ordo has put so many Catholics to sleep mm-hmm. in that they, they're just not brought into this world where, oh, something really, really special is going on up there. And every now and then I hear about a... a priest who, oh, you should see the way he says mass, you know, the way he pauses after the consecration. And Mm -hmm. I think, okay, this is so noticeable to you at a Novus Ordo. Why? (laughs) But at a TLM, it wouldn't be because they're Mm -hmm. all like that, you know, 
the whole church is suddenly silent except for a couple crying kids like the ba- the and the bells cry. You know, are say, rung and babies cry at the consecration because the angels have to turn their attention away from the babies and pay attention to the yeah it's it's just uh and and the fact is that you remember when jesus brought it up and and people said well that's that's ridiculous mm, yeah. you can't how eat can you, you do that uh, they left. He let them leave. Yeah. And and, and he didn't even says, explain it. He just challenged his apostles and said, are, well, are you going to leave too? Where are you going? Right now, and, they said, are you going? They said, where would we go? Yeah, it, it's, it's. Anyway. I think you're right. <laughs> and I, Again, I. It's like, whole, man, I keep saying stuff like that in the, in the Bible, in the Gospels. Yeah, because it, it, it's, if it's in the Bible, then it's to the rest of us as well as his apostles. But mm-hmm. it's when we see him, uh, we don't, I guess you could say when you see his sort works. Sort of in a vague kind of when we I, see I, him I and know. other people. No, I don't. He doesn't really that's say the that. Thing. It, doesn't, it doesn't work the way he said it to, to consider it yeah. that way. He didn't seem to be symbolic here. Mm-hmm. It was... He seemed to be very deliberate about what he was saying and who he was saying it to. Well, so anyway. Okay. What do you say we talk about some news? Yeah. A lot of news has built up in the last, uh, how long has it been since we recorded three weeks? I I traveled the one time and then I had so much work that I couldn't. And then I traveled again last week. I traveled a little bit throughout that time. I went to Oregon. Man. I didn't see your text message. I would have been so on top of helping you figure out that stuff if I'd seen that. Oh, yeah. I tried to do that cache that, what's it called? Geocache. Geocache. Mm-hmm. And I just, it's like <laughs> I got to it? a place. I thought maybe I should be digging around here and looking for something, but. I'll give you an example. One of the real common things is what's what's called a light lamppost cache. You know how those, those tall lampposts outside and stuff? And at the base, yeah. where the lamppost has the bolts uh, coming up out of the concrete and the heavy nuts that hold the metal post to the uh, concrete footer, Yeah, there's always a, a sheet metal cover over that, a thin sheet metal cover. Well, those aren't kept down by anything. You can lift them up. And, and see the bolts and stuff that are holding the lampposts together. Well, that's a very common place to put a cache. Well, there and was, it'll just be like a little thing with maybe a log. You can sign it or whatever. There was in the spot that I was looking, there was a drainage pipe that comes up out of the ground. And I mm-hmm. thought about sticking my hand down in there, but I thought, nah, I'm not going to do that. Was it metal? No, it was plastic. Oh, okay. I could have... Okay. You know, yeah. I mean, it was just a hole about that big that went down and then curved over, and maybe probably was... not in there. Yeah, but I sometimes not... people can like disguise them as something. Like they'll, uh, you'll see, you know how like electrical conduit you you'll see coming out of the ground and it goes to a junction yeah. box and then you know into the building, and they'll like just construct one of those, but it's a, just a, a fake. And, and you have to realize, oh, that's not actually connected to anything, and, you know, stuff like that. I was actually going to try to leave a geocache. I 
because I had one of the rosaries I had made. I thought, I'll, oh, okay. I'll leave one rosary. somewhere, but I couldn't even figure out how to find them. Oh, so I wasn't going to try to do that. Yeah. And, and they recommend that you don't actually, because to leave an official one, you, you've got to, you know, kind of do it through the app to get it registered so that mm-hmm. people will find it. They recommend that you don't actually um, create one until you've, you get the hang like of a hundred of them or so yeah. because you're, you're supposed to be able to revisit the place, make sure it's still there, uh, replenish the log. Cause there's supposed to be a log for people to sign. Yeah. It, so it fills up and you got to renew it and stuff like I that. I get it. Um, all right, let's see. Uh, 67 United Nations members sign the high seas treaty. High Seas Treaty is basically a a treaty. It's a legally binding instrument for the conservation and sustainable use of uh, marine biology diversity in areas beyond national jurisdiction. So I don't understand how it's legally binding if it's beyond beyond any national jurisdiction. And if certain countries don't sign on to it, then what the hell is the point anyway? I th- okay. Here's here's my suspicion as to how it works: is that the treaty says that the signing nations are not going to grant shipping charters, etc., to companies who don't violate the yeah, uh, you know, play by the rules. I think that's probably the, the kind of power, the kind of binding that it has. Well, with 67 countries doing it, I imagine that would work unless someone like China or Russia was not one of those countries. Then it'd be like, okay, you guys do what Forget you it, want. We're going yeah. to catch mean, all these fish and you guys won't be competing with us. Everybody so good gets for golfing us. for dinner at your... It's a win-win. Whatever. Yeah. Is, what, what kind of stuff is it? I mean, is it like... like you know, I, I think it's just like not catching certain kind of fish. If, if yeah, low population, that kind of stuff. Like well, Greenpeace called it the biggest conservation victory ever. So, <clears throat> I mean, that tells you what it is. It, it's not using right. our natural uh, ecosystem to, and they're talking about everything: shipping, overfishing. Plastic pollution, deep sea mining. Oh. Um, And if that's the case, it could be just a way for the more powerful countries to say, we don't want you taking these resources, period. Oh, right, right, right. So if this tiny country wants to mine there and nobody can stop them, they can make a lot of money. But then they could say, no, you're not allowed to do that or else none of us will do business with you. Uh, there could be things like that going on. That might that not necessarily be. be a bad thing, but um, well, but, I don't think know, it's the, a good like, thing either. Yeah, I, it, it's it's kind of like a macro, uh, like a bigger scale of how some of the, the antitrust uh, anti-monopoly stuff yeah. came in in U.S. law. A lot of it was sponsored by existing big companies in order to create barriers to entry of certain industries for smaller countries. So it's like this area this big, we're not going to take the resources out of here. Now, 
this co country this big might come in here and might not take enough to actually matter. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But that would give them we're money, and we don't want them to have that money. So we're going to say, yeah. no, you can't do that. Things like that. Yeah, that, that's what a lot of the antitrust stuff was. Uh, Rupert Murdoch announces that he's retiring from Fox Corporation. I don't know what oh. he was doing anyway. I mean, Collecting Fox money. is such a different thing than what we thought it was five years ago. Um, did you see they were covering Trump's one of Trump's speeches? And then he started joking around about the fact that they had the uh, the GOP debates, which he was not a part of. Right. And yeah. he started talking about the fact that nobody watched them. And then he started talking about the fact that during the debates, most of the people were watching him being interviewed by Tucker Carlson, who was just recently fired by Fox. Yeah. So as he's talking about this, Fox News just cut him off and went to a reporter. <laughs> Here he is calling attention to these things and they cut him out. Yep, yep. In the United States, the United Auto Workers president, Sean Fain, announces that the union will expand their strikes to 38 different locations. Now, wow. I, I guess these other locations are not necessarily just other plants, they're various companies. Oh, and so, all kinds of stuff. They're okay. They're striking everything. Do uh, you should see some of the things these people are asking for? Like, like is it is it all labor related or is it stupid stuff? I, it's labor related. It's a lot of it. More pay, better, whatever, all the normal stuff. But here's the thing: if they If they gave them what they wanted, mm -hmm. the cost of having an employee would be uh, would go up three times. So it'd, wow. it'd be three times more expensive to have an employee. Uh, they want to get paid for forty hours, but work twenty. From what I'm hearing, I don't These know how that's things, worded, I mean, it's like, or if okay, it's worded only, in a certain way. The only but, way you do this is you put people out of work. Or raise the prices of the product. Well, yeah. I mean, customer pays for everything. That's the first rule of business. Yeah. But kind of, but that's just not the way it is anymore. Because let's say they raise the price, nobody buys them. Guess they what happens? They don't, though, because the government bails them out. Well, okay. Then you get government bailouts and it becomes the taxpayer pays for everything. Which is what's happening right now with most of these auto. But places. you know that only that that can't sustain forever. <clears throat> Customer pays for everything can sustain forever. The taxpayer pays for everything. Reaches a point where you stop taking in revenue, unless you put people into slave labor in your country to start producing goods to create revenue. Well, that's kind of what. Which happening. is how China works. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I. I mean. I just. The, the whole thing is bad. Uh, he let's see. President Biden visited the striking workers near Detroit, Michigan, becoming the first sitting American president to join a union picket line. 
Right. That's not even nearly as significant as the first president to join the uh, March for Life. For life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> even though picket lines have been going on longer. <laughs> Speaking of strikes, the America's Guild of the Writers Guild of America and Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers reach a tentative agreement to end the strike that began on May 2nd. So they've reached strike. I mean, yeah, like we all knew that the writers were striking or cared that they were striking. Yeah. Uh, they haven't produced anything good in at least 10 years. Probably they all go on strike and nobody notices. Yeah. We did bring that up before, didn't we? Didn't, 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 uh, wasn't there a thing like this is the, the first strike in so like so much time and it was such yeah. a ridiculously short amount of time? Yeah, yeah, I, I can't remember what that was about though. I do remember something like that. Uh, 16 people are killed in a fire at a coal mine in China. Oh. In Pangzhou. Uh, the Cuban embassy in Washington, D.C., this is how it's worded, is okay. attacked, oh, is attacked with a Molotov cocktail. Oh, somebody threw a Molotov somebody cocktail. Somebody threw a... Thing at the embassy building. Okay. When I first read it, I thought it said it's attacked by a Molotov cocktail, and I thought, <laughs> how do Molotov cocktails attack embassies? You know, we like we like uh, uh, my kids and I who 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 do a little bit of Latin like the mm -hmm. fact that in Latin, um, the phrase like you know like a food fight fight with food. Yeah. Um, the particular case that's used for food is indistinguishable between whether you're talking about using food as the instrument of fighting, like a food fight at a cafeteria, mm -hmm. or battling a piece of vegetable or something. Oh, okay. So like, you're fighting a <laughs> fighting green fighting with bean. food. <laughs> yeah. Having a boxing match with a green bean. NASA's Osiris Rex capsule containing samples from the asteroid 101955 Bennu mm -hmm. successfully lands back on Earth. Awesome. Uh, we don't know anything about what's uh, on there yet, but I get, I mean, this is one of those cases stuff. where could we mine, like, what if they got it back and it's like full of gold or something cool like that? Yeah. That would be neat. Or I mean, even full of significant iron that, that that you could say, wait a minute, we could we could mine iron out of the asteroids and build right there, uh, like a space station or something, you know, oh. with a, a lot of there, obviously there's a lot to go on between here and there, but yeah, you know, we we don't have to do it here and take it there if we can get it there and put it together there because there's so much fuel that's used. To get something that heavy mm -hmm. out into space, if it's already in space, uh, you save a ton of fuel. Of course, you use a lot of fuel to manufacture, but I don't know. I guess <laughs> yeah. I mean, find out how like much. Like I said, there's a lot save. of steps between here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Philippine Coast Guard removes a series of buoys, buoys installed by China in the con uh, tested area of China's Scarborough Boys. Shoal in the South okay. China Sea. Uh, under the order of, I guess the Philippines president's name is Bong Bong Marcos. That's, That's really cool his name. name. Bong Bong. <laughs> <laughs> Spelled just like it sounds. Bong Bong. 
Okay, so um, who removed them? The Philippines. The Philippines removed them at his order. They were being contested, we think, by what, like by China? or Well, just... China's contesting that area. And that China same, just okay. put a bunch of buoys up. And Philippines... Oh, like, there were hey, Chinese buoys, and the yeah. Philippines said, that ain't your they, space. This ain't yours. And they took, and they them, took down. them down. Yeah. So he, in other words, the Filipino president is way more decisive than Joe Biden, who couldn't even shoot down a stinging balloon. Yeah, but you think about, I mean... And they're right I, there. Is, are, are the Philippines in in contest now? You know, other than so there's Taiwan, Hong Kong, and the Philippines as well. No, that's, no, no. I don't think that's one I of our territories. I, I think I don't think it's that. I think it's just that this part of the sea that is is near them. Yeah. They claim, and China is saying that no, no, we claim too. Well, I mean that you know that also touches on the like like the high seas uh, trade or the high seas treaty. So let's say this area of the South China Sea, mm -hmm. either it's out of everyone's jurisdiction oh. or China says, no, this is ours. Well, if, if, if it's China's, then the high seas treaty doesn't apply. It doesn't apply there. China do it because they can take seas. whatever they want. So that's all they have to do to get around the high seas treaty is say, you know what? This is ours from now on. We, we we get half of the Pacific. Yeah, we're gonna settle this little island here, and you know, a thousand miles around the island is ours. That's true. That's so true. they could do that. These are the kinds of things they would do, and that's why I think the whole high seas treaty is a, is a sham. I don't think we yep. should be anywhere near it. Um, Federal Trade Commission and 17 U.S. states file a lawsuit against Amazon over accusations of monopoly. No, duh. Okay, you you basically chased all small businesses out of business during COVID by shutting everyone down, and now you're going to accuse Amazon of taking all that business? Not Just to because... mention the fact that you've suddenly decided that states can harass vendors for sales tax. So when you file, I, a lot of people don't realize this. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm a vendor. I only, I operate out of one county in Ohio. I have to file sales tax with Ohio Hamilton County. Now, if, if I also do business in Butler County, I have to file sales tax with Butler and any other county that I do business in. So let's say I'm a website. worldwide trader. There's what, 3,000 counties? And you have to find a way to file taxes with each one of them if you're gonna sell online. And that's the law nowadays. Yeah, the only way to do it is to do it through a company like Amazon so that they can handle the sales tax for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're gonna become a, and you made them a, a, a monopoly. A what did you think was gonna monopoly. happen? The this is such created. a BS move by mm -hmm. anyone. And it was seen, you should have seen that coming a long time ago, and it had nothing to do with Amazon's power in the marketplace. It had to do with laws and regulations that came from the state and from even the Federal Trade Commission. It's all yep. BS. 
That drives wanna, me nuts when they do these <clears throat> things. You want to fight the monopoly, get rid of some of these stupid regulations. Yeah. Let, let small businesses back in on stuff. Mm -hmm. Let us compete. This bullshit. I'm going to see it. Uh, Congress, I, I'm not going to talk about it. You know, they're, they're getting, they're acting like they're going to uh, impeach Biden for this stuff oh. over Hunter Biden's stuff. And it's like, they might do it, but it's only because the Democrats have decided, all right, we don't want him next year. We want to either do Mike Obama or uh, Newsom. You know, there's, know, there's still a, a question about impeachment to be decided and resolved and because it hasn't come up yet. <clears throat> and it's whether or not <clears throat> a president can be impeached for things that he did when he was not the president. Yeah, and that's well, never been resolved yet. They, they acted like it was. They acted like they could do it when Trump was president. Now, mm -hmm. obviously, you can't do it because like Biden president. Yeah. Either way, Biden can pardon himself, and so it can't. I well, you can't well, convict can, him of it. You might be able to impeach him. I guess. Well, if, if the impeachment stands, then he becomes no longer the president. Yeah. But like I said, it's it's like there, there's. I think there's. I think there's a mess of, of uh, legal interpretation of the impeachment that has to go on if the Republicans are, are going to be successful in impeaching Biden for this stuff. Did you hear like, about this this Canadian Ukrainian uh, Zelensky came over to Canada and toured around and Trudeau met with them and they had a couple things that they did with Canadian Ukrainian people um, because there are a lot of Ukrainians here and and a lot of Canadians over there I guess right. uh, among all this is this quote war hero who left Ukraine came to Canada and he's been in Canada for the past what 50 years or something okay I have then, heard about this so they have a big Is this banquet. like an expatriate from huh? Ukraine? Is this an expat from Ukraine? Like he I don't became know. a Canadian citizen or whatever? Let me tell the story, I'll tell you. Okay, I don't know. I don't know that part. He was in Ukraine and he's being uh, introduced by Anthony Roda, who is the House of Commons of Canada. Mm -hmm. The Speaker of the House of Speaker Commons of in Canada. And he introduces him as one of the many soldiers who fought against the Russians in World War II. What does that mean to you? One of the many soldiers who fought against the Russians in World War II. In Ukraine. That, that he was in Ukraine. He was a Nazi. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's the only thing it could mean. The guy was a Nazi. And the guy who uh, the guy who announced this announced that that uh, Trudeau didn't know anything about this, and people need to quit going after Trudeau for this. It was his decision to put him on, and he resigned from the House of Commons. Oh, okay. Um, oh. But it, it Trudeau knew who so it was. It wasn't Everybody a flub. knew who. 
everybody it has wasn't a approve of this thing. When you have a giant okay. banquet and everybody's yeah, everybody's got to look at it. So so this wasn't a flub in, in the wording or anything. The guy actually was a Nazi. He was a Nazi. <laughs> he fled Ukraine to go to Canada, lied to Canada about who he was so that like wow. the Jews didn't oh. show up and and take him back for war crimes. He was actually in the SS. He was a total Nazi. Huh. <clears throat> so remember that guy who fled to North Korea because of, I can't remember what he said. It was like racial discrimination Some or something. Of, yeah, like yeah. He thought he'd get a better deal there. North Korea turned it back over to us. <laughs> that was, the whole thing was funny. You just disappeared. Let's see if Danny pops back up again. You there? I'm sorry, I didn't want people to see me blow my nose. Oh. And I really had to blow my nose. We need a signal for that. Yeah. I know. The camera just disappears. <laughs> <laughs> that means I'm blowing my nose. Uh, Joan Andrews writes from prison, I want She's to live like a cloistered, cloistered nun in her cell. She's been convicted of the FACE Act. Um, I don't know. We should pause a few minutes on her. I'm, I'm into the LifeSite News stories mm -hmm. now. Um, She's an icon. Yeah, in, in see, the, she was... The pro-life per persecuted. Right. And she was... I mean, she was protesting abortion from the start in 70, but in... Uh, she took part in kind of a sit-in uh, rescue mission, whatever you want to call it, in 1986. And she went into a, a room, no one was in the room, but she, there was a suction machine there, that the kind of thing that sucks out pieces of baby. Uh, and she tried to yank the cord out of the machine uh, to break it. Yeah. So that it couldn't of course, if I were there and I were working on it, I'd be like, oh, well, I'm just going to reattach these and it'll work again. But she didn't know that, and probably yeah. none of them knew it. Anyway, she tried to yank the cord out. I don't think she even succeeded. She may have damaged it a little bit, but that was really it. Mm -hmm. And she was arrested. Um, <clears throat> okay, she's... She's one of these people who kind of make herself uh, a pain in the butt for the system. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. She never oh, yeah, cooperates yeah. with what they're trying to do. And so she's one of those people. Um, she was convicted of criminal mischief, burglary, burglary, and resisting arrest without violence. Uh, found guilty of doing about $200 worth of damage. Um, $200, wow. I, they wanted her to say that she would not go back and do this stuff again. She said, no, mm -hmm. I'm not going to say that. Yeah. Uh, so the judge characterized her as unrepentant um, and sentenced her to four years in prison. Or, uh, what was it, five years in prison. Okay. I want to get this right. Five years in prison. That same judge, that same day, uh, convicted two men of being accomplices to murder. Um, and they both spent four years in prison. 
Okay. So, yeah. so. Uh, apparently, she wasn't real cooperative in prison. They would do things like, okay, you know, you go to prison, you got to do a strip search, and she wouldn't just take her clothes off and do what they said. When they tried to undress her, she went limp. She didn't fight them. She just went limp. Mm-hmm. Uh, things like that. Um, and and they would put her in co- solitary confinement for like months at a time. Uh, they would not let her go to mass. They did let a visiting priest give her communion, but that was that was about it. Um, you know, there, she, she had a really bad time there, and that was in Florida. Um, and she, I think, Delaware tried to intercede and get her into Delaware and she said no I want to go back to Florida they're the ones who convicted me they're the ones who little things like that she yeah, just yeah. she's in a if you're in charge of something and you're trying to ignore a problem like abortion she's not the one person you want to have to deal with because she yeah. keeps turning she everything in that direction ignore abortion yeah mm-hmm. um, now she was arrested with these people in Washington DC um, and so she was convicted of the face act she would not accept a court-appointed attorney okay and said she's gonna speak for herself and then she said I'm not gonna speak because to signify the silence that uh, the unborn have the mm-hmm. fact that the unborn cannot speak, can't for speak for themselves, she's not going to speak for herself in church okay. in court. Kind of, other she's than herself a victim soul for the unborn, right? Other than making an opening statement. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's she's coming in. Everybody knows she's not going to say a word, other than making an opening statement. The judge would not allow her to make the opening statement. Because oh. he read it and he said, you can't mention babies. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I don't know. But she's been convicted. I don't know if she's been sentenced yet. Um, <clears throat> the whole thing is... Anyway, there are lawyers working on not necessarily her case, but also Lauren Handy, who is not uh, being silent and who is fa- uh, trying to fight and her lawyers, um, there's kind of a sense that this is a good thing that it's happening because not a lot of pro-lifers have been convicted with the FACE Act. And so now that it's starting to get some, some traction, we might, might be able to get it in front abused. of the Supreme Court, who mm-hmm. right now is more friendly with us, we think. Yeah. And maybe we can get the whole FACE Act gone so that pro-lifers can once again join in the fight. Uh, remember, I again turn you back to the interview we did with Randall Terry. Uh, Operation Rescue was the largest uh, demonstration in American history. In how, how did States, he put yeah. it? The, Way larger than the civil rights movement. Right. In terms of people, it, 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 in terms it, it, of arrests. Yeah. And in every way to measure it, it was it, larger. It was bigger. Mm-hmm. And right now it's being shut down by this FACE Act. If we could overturn that, I think it'll be back again. 
And I think it'll be even bigger. Yeah. Uh, people are more. Uh, people are more stirred up now. You know, the whole '80s, that whole time was about putting us to sleep, and a lot of people went to oh, sleep. Gosh, that, But people I, are being reawoken. It's like mm -hmm. it's almost like the '70s revisited in a in a reverse way. It's like Bizarro right. '70s, you know. Um. Okay. Speaking of abortion, California sues pro-life groups in an attempt to squash the abortion pill reversal. I don't. I don't quite understand this. Pro-life groups. The state of California is suing pro-life groups uh, for offering abortion pill. Oh my gosh. So the okay, I read this wrong. A reversal of, of like the RU486. No, 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 no. Say, hey, yeah. Okay. They're say, hey. offering a pill that will reverse <clears throat> the abortion pill. pill. Right. Uh, so deep, like detransitioners, you mm -hmm. know, people who realize they've made a mistake and they can save themselves and save their babies. And uh, the state of California is suing them. Wow. Wow. That is so evil. Can you even imagine the evil of that? something else that's why i say i don't i just i don't care about appearing um lukewarm measured, anymore yeah these people are evil you don't need to appear anything to them yeah if you're pro-life you're pro-life if you're not pro-life you're pro-death and you're on their side you yeah. are the enemy period there's nothing else to say there. these people just plain need to be defeated Trump needs to get on the right side of this. Mm -hmm. uh, speaking of which, I mean, okay, did you? I saw part of Trump's interview with Megyn Kelly, and I don't know. He—it's he, like he's trying to gaslight us. In, in the uh, LifeSite News is right in this. He, he's trying to gaslight us about the COVID lockdowns and things like that, and about the dang virus or the vaccine make us um, think that, that the, the lockdowns were, were a good thing or something that he wasn't necessarily for the lockdowns that they aren't oh. partially his fault and it's like they are your fault you obviously he can't lock anything down in yeah, the states yeah. I mean but he gave the governors the go-ahead he told yeah. them to do it told them to do it Now, I mean, I know, like, I've heard a few uh, interviews with people um, who were in government positions on, on that show you put me on to, um, Informed Dissent. Oh, yeah. That will say that that they had, you know, their cadre of, of so-called experts lined up to basically misinform Trump during that time. I, I, so I why don't he just say that? I still can't that. absolve him of, yeah. He's why doesn't he just say... I, hey, wow. I got fooled. These, these people lied to me. Yeah, what's wrong with saying that? I mean, instead he's trying to act like he didn't do anything wrong. Mm -hmm. I don't know about Trump. I Look, if he... Obviously, I'm going to vote for him. And I think even at this point, I'll still vote for him in the primary. Um, But yeah, Because I, he won sure last time. I sure wish he'd get back to... to I wish he'd be Trump again. What he what he was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Quit being political. Start being yeah. Trump again. 
And and by the way, he did promise to pardon the pro-life rescuers and mm -hmm. every other political prisoner, including wow, the the, the January six January six people, except for Ray Epps. Now Ray Epps, <clears throat> hopefully, hopefully he doesn't. Ray Epps was charged in connection with part of the Capitol riot, but mm -hmm. I, I I don't think he's ever going to see jail. Um, I think they're just covering up for. Because he's obviously a Fed, yeah. and he was there to stir uh, the real MAGA people. Yeah, and but it would be funny if he got convicted and said had to stay. I don't know. Okay, you're going to do six months in jail or whatever, yeah, as opposed to the, like the six years that other people mm -hmm. are doing or the twenty years that people are doing. It would be funny if he got six months. And then Trump became president and pardoned everyone except for him. <laughs> that would be beautiful. Uh, James O'Keefe is suing Hawaii governors over the ban on taking pictures of the, you know, the the fire areas. Oh, uh, this is a good a thing. Here's that? the thing: Did, we talked about the Hawaii fires. We had a whole episode about them. Mm -hmm. And there's a major point that I forgot to bring up. The Maui chief of police, his name is John Pelletier, P-E-L-L-E-T-I-E-R. If you have a really good memory, you would remember him because... Him okay. And if you... He was the... Uh, police captain in Las Vegas during the Las Vegas shooting. Oh, wow. Okay. Which, I, I can't remember, it was like 50-something people died. Mm -hmm. And to this day, we know nothing about the nothing shooter. About it. Um, I don't I would say he's the kind of guy you use to um, make make a, a an issue go away you know to yeah to make everyone stop talking about it because he seems to be able to do that i hope james o'keefe stays on this mm -hmm. and find get, get some real reasons behind all of this i i don't i don't pretend to know what happened there but something happened it's not well, what they're know, telling us i mean i i I sent you a couple text messages the day after we did our recording because I wasn't yeah. really up on the Hawaii fires, but I got to thinking, you know, NASA has satellite footage and stuff like that. I wonder if, if there's like a, um, <clears throat> I would like to see a time lapse, like, you know, one, one hour per second of the spread of the fire from a satellite view in, in that area. Yeah. Well, I couldn't find that. But I did find, like, I guess on these satellites, they, they carry all kinds of wavelengths and infrared and, and real light and stuff like that. So, like, yeah. you can you can basically do a heat signature map of an area, overlay it against the, uh, the regular uh, picture and stuff like that. And some people had done this to show the fires on the day that the fires broke out. Now, I couldn't find any kind of time sequencing. But all the pictures that I did find on NASA's website on that day showed the fires concentrated in the city that we talked about the fire was advancing towards and hardly anywhere else. Well, that would 
mean that the fires were started in the city That's and not in the country, sure as everybody said. Like me. To me, yeah. yeah. I I don't think any of us. I I don't know what to say about that whole thing. I there's so little information like so that much. we should have, yeah. and the reporters were kept out, and they're still being kept out. There is something there that is completely different than what everybody thinks it is. That, yeah. That's the only conclusion I can come to. And uh, I, you know, I, again, I I still believe that they do things like this now and then, just so that conservatives come up with a bunch of conspiracy theories, theories yeah. and they can talk about how crazy we are. I. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, uh, high school, Missouri high school snubs four girls and names a boy as homecoming queen. Oh, my gosh. You know what? I got a picture. Let's show this picture. Oh, can you hear that? I can. (laughs) Baby's crying. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let me show... So this is the, I guess this is the homecoming queen. Oh my gosh. In place of these girls. He's like so gross looking. uh, Yeah. That is disgusting. Did the student And and these girls are really hot. Did the student body do this or is this something the administration did? This is the second time in the past decade? That is so gross. Oh, man. That's awful. I can't figure out... uh, I can't figure out who... who I can imagine the student body doing that, though. You know? I mean... These kids get fooled into the the dumbest way of thinking. The the woke thought. I, you know, it's it's sad that we've got this many kids so out of touch of, with reality, mm-hmm. and and they're going to be running things soon. And those girls were posing with them. I mean, obviously they didn't feel so snubbed that they're like, "I'm out of here." Yeah. On top of that, I don't care about any of this because I think the homecoming queen and, and the prom queen and it. all that stuff is just idiotic. And I, home, you know, as I was never part of it anyway, so whatever. But I, if you're going to have a homecoming queen, thing, shouldn't have a she queen, be... Make it a queen, a girl. A queen. <clears throat> uh, instead of a queen. So I guess you've heard about uh, Bishop Strickland. Uh being more or less ordered to resign. Uh, he heard, is refusing to resign. Yeah, I've, I've heard that much. Uh, Cardinal but, Mueller has written a defense, a, a letter of defense, and a couple of the other popular bishops. Thing is, he can't, He, I mean, it's like more or less ordered, but it's kind of touchy because he can't just be told, okay, you're done, you must resign. It's more like a recommendation, isn't it? 
that's what it is. But to me, I, I, I would never take any recommendation from Pope exactly. Francis. To me, it's either you fire me or I'm working for you. Right. I'm not going to resign just because you say to resign. Uh, if you want to fire me, fire me. Which I imagine is what he'll do. I mean, that's what they did to Pavone. That's kind of yeah, what... but Pavone didn't have a, a jurisdiction. What? I am sorry. We got a grandkid here, which we never have normally, and uh, we're not used to having a grandkid here. And first of all, he's crying because he's dirty and she's trying to change him. But I don't know, she must be out of practice or something because we've changed a billion diapers over the years. Yeah. But for some reason, she ran out of paper towels. And I'm like, oh, why didn't you have a whole roll ready or something? I, I mean, know. we've done this before. How can you run out of paper towels? So I had to get her some paper towels because he's naked and dirty and his legs are going like this. and. You know how it is. Uh, let's see, where were we? Okay, so yeah, Strickland, I hopefully he doesn't give in to this, but I, the whole thing stinks. I mean, he's mm -hmm. one of the last good bishops we've got. This has to end somewhere. Well, here's the thing. Things are coming to some kind of head because you, this is getting very close to what you kind of envision when you hear the words of Our Lady of Akita in Japan about yeah. bishop rising against bishop. Yeah. Um, because now <clears throat> we've got bishops openly saying that <clears throat> the the synod on synodality is an evil thing that Francis is doing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we've got popes, I mean uh, priests rather, I think, you know, imprudently and improperly Claiming that that Francis isn't even the Pope, right? And and doing it kind of publicly and loudly, so things are going to heat up fast. And I don't know how it's how it's going to play out, but but stuff is really going to start happening. I think I, over the next few years. Yeah, I know. I've and I've got kids talking in a way that. You know, because everybody's talking about this synod, what's going to come out of it? And I've got kids saying things like, well, I'm not going to church anymore if that's what they're going to do. And, and I'm like, oh, you know, yeah, no, you can't do that. That's... You can't threaten God with, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you know, that, that's, it doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. um, that's when you got to go to church. You got to go to church more to pray for the church. Yeah. Go, attend more masses, not fewer. Is he laughing? He's, he's not he crying like, now. Like, that was like a, a, that was a laugh. He's, <laughs> he's playing. Little brat. We shut that. Yeah, I know, and it's. Uh, I I hope I can get through to these kids that you can't you can't abandon God, uh, even though it feels like He's abandoned you. But hey, what did Jesus feel like when He's hanging on the cross? You know. That's right. 
Uh, hundreds of kids in a Pennsylvania high school walk out in protest of the girls, of the boys being in the girls' bathrooms. It's about time some of these Good for high those schoolers, heaven's sakes, yeah, uh, grow a pair. I mean, I mm -hmm. just, I, again, I just don't understand the thinking of today's kids. I would, I would jump at any chance to, in any way, rebel against. The school Whatever system, the authority the is. I don't, it doesn't yeah, even whatever, matter who's the authority. Whatever it is. That's true. Yeah. It, it, it's weird the way... I remember... I don't know if I've ever told this story. I, um, My daughter joined a book... A, a writing club at high school. And they were trying to think of a project. I said, you know what you guys should do? You should all write stories. But use teachers as the characters, as the main character. Mm -hmm. And so you got your little short stories with whichever teacher you like or hate, and that be yeah. the main character and whatever. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Everybody thought it was a great idea. And of course I'm pushing my daughter, I'm saying, okay, so when you're done with that, collect them all and put them in a book. You can publish it on Amazon really cheap yeah. and make it available to people to buy. And you raise enough money in the club to, do whatever a club does. Be a, be a you know, club. Have a party. <laughs> be a real club. Um, and, you know, this thing started gathering uh, momentum and everybody was excited about it. But then one of the teachers, I, I think it was one of the teachers who was kind of unpopular and knew that there would be a lot of stories with them, uh, started complaining. The vice principal got involved. The principal said, all right, no, you can't use, you can do short stories. You can't use any teachers as your subject matter. And they all just said, okay. And none of them did. Yeah. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I would, if I had to write 20 stories by myself, I would have done it all that with that published. one teacher who complained. <laughs> And then I would have no just kidding. sold it, yeah. you know? I would have brought it in a big stack and said, here, buy my book. I mean, it just, but they didn't do it. Oh my. I'm so disappointed in these kids. Uh, McCarrick has been ordered to take a new competency exam in Wisconsin in the sexual abuse case. So I guess originally he was, what state was it that said you're not going to be held liable just because you're an idiot now? Uh, was that was was it Wisconsin, Massachusetts? Okay. So it was in Massachusetts that he was let go, but in Wisconsin they're like, well, you know, we're Wisconsin. You you got to take another test here. The thing is, if he failed it on purpose. I don't know. I just want the guy to be in jail. Yeah. Um, let's see. American surgeon suggests... American surgeon from California. Dr. Day... I'm not even going to try to say that name. N-G-H-I-E-M. Nyam. It sounds like a Ru Russian name. I E N. Yeah. Okay. There's. A, I, I wonder if that's because there's a, a name. It's like N G U Y E N, and it's pronounced Win. 
Nyum. 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 Dr. Nyum. Well, anyway, they are suggesting that that newborn babies represent a huge untapped pool of organs and that oh we should gosh. be har harvesting kidneys from terminal newborn babies. Wow. This guy or girl is disgusting. Yep. Again, I I'm no longer interested in trying to reach out to the pro-abortion side. Uh, you people are sickos. You're all sickos. And anyone who defends you is a sicko. And I'm not going to be afraid of being against you anymore. You should all be in jail. Uh, let's see. Did, uh, we'll convert you from jail, but you got to get to jail. Yeah, yeah, you should be in jail, though. So Victoria Sparks, she is a congresswoman in, I can't remember what state she's in. But she's a, uh, she's an immigrant from the Soviet Union. Okay. Who lived to witness some startling things. Um, she was one of the people who got to get up and, and criticize Merrick uh, Garland. Oh, right. Uh, during, what's his name? Uh, who's the one heading all that up? Jim Jordan. I like Jim Jordan. Uh, anyway, she got to get up and say something, and, and she told him, "Look, you're you're basically like the KGB. You've got the American public afraid of you now," which I'm sure he took as a compliment. But <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Well, okay, mission accomplished." Yeah, I don't. I wish. I get. She was just pointing out the truth. Mm -hmm. um, what sucks about these hearings is that it, it's really all for show. Yeah, nothing's going to change. At least, I guess the only good part about it is, is that it's usually televised, and at least we can, the public can see it, you know? Mm -hmm. The public can hear what the congressmen are saying and congresswomen. Uh, I just don't know what other value it has. Because it, if people like, don't... Nobody's going to jail over if, this. If nobody so. cares enough to, uh, you know, change, like, say, voting behaviors or something. Right. And then people have short memories. I mean, one generation of elections, one cycle of elections is enough for people to forget stuff like yeah. this. Yeah, it's a shame. Uh, Communist China charges underground Catholic priests with fraud for re refusing to join the state-run church. Uh, this was a life site news story picked up. Um, it, it, we have there are so many courageous priests out there, and and we got people like this, you know, Father James Martin being uplifted by our Pope. Yeah. In the meantime, the Pope terrible. spits on all the martyr priests out there. Yeah. Josh Alexander's brother. He's always introduced as Josh Alexander's brother, you know, because Josh Alexander is the popular one who got kicked out of school and refused mm -hmm. to leave. But he's got a brother now who was part of an anti-LGBT uh, protest okay. in Toronto. Mm -hmm. And a crowd of fags 
rushed the stage and beat him up. Wow. So they've got a picture here. We'll show the picture of him all bloody. <clears throat> um, he's not all bloody. Yeah, he probably got one or two pops in the face, you know. Was it? I mean, was he like a lone speaker on the stage or something? Or I, I don't think so. I think I, I think he was more or less. Oh, so he has a, a, a cut above his yeah, eyebrow he's got, and it's bled down. Okay. Yeah, it looks it's, a lot worse than it probably than it really is. is. There's another yeah. picture somewhere, but he but, also. You know what? I mean, he still took one for the team. Yeah, yeah, and he got. Here we got one more. He looks pretty proud being arrested. Aside from getting bloodied up, he was arrested. Yeah. Um, but the Toronto police have dropped charges. I guess that's the only picture, two pictures we have of him. Mm. It'd be cool to be him, that's kinda, you know, that's to be arrested like cool, that. That's cool, though, that, that, well, I'm thinking it's cool that there's anti-LGBT rallies in Canada, because Canada was kind of like, weren't they yeah. sort of avant-garde and making it like illegal to, right. to even teach against yeah. homo? Yeah, you can't like even that? preach about it. Like a priest can't even proclaim and, and the, the faith. And people are say, hey, this is wrong. That. It's evil to be gay. I don't and know, you know, <clears throat> I, I keep seeing things like that, and it's like, okay, your politicians aside, I, I may have to revise my estimation of the Canadian people. Right, because uh, there's certainly between that and they had this, what are they calling it? The uh, million persons protest? Is that? What is that? Okay, let me there's this giant protest in Canada against the uh against the LGBT, especially oh, okay. when it comes to kids. Mm -hmm. um, and it's it's getting kind of hectic because, first of all, you do have a lot of Muslims in Canada, apparently. Yeah. Uh, so they're, they're in on this. But aside from the Muslims, because Josh Alexander isn't Muslim. No, he's a Christian. Um, but you have a lot of Christians who are fighting back against this. And I, I can't find the information on the thing I was just talking about, this million person protest. It was a, I guess, a nationwide protest. Hmm. And anyway, there was a Save the Children convoy protesting the teaching of kids gay, uh, mm -hmm. you know, stuff. Yeah. and. They were, I guess there was a rumor that it was going to go into downtown and the police closed off downtown and kind of circled it out so that nobody wow. could come in. They're that afraid of the protesters. Million person march. That's okay, what it's called. Okay, million person march. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I, I mean, things are heating up in Canada and as dystonian dystopian as it seems with trudeau mm -hmm. it seems like a lot of people are standing up to him still 
So okay. uh, we gotta give credit where credit's due. These Canadians seem to be fighting more than Americans. Yeah. Nobody's protesting anything in America. Uh, GoFundMe freezes $90,000 from a news outlet that opposes the Ukraine war narrative. Oh my gosh. Wow. Are they allowed to do that according to the terms of service? I think they can do whatever the hell they want. Did you hear that the U.S. Senate had relaxed the dress code? I guess you used to have to wear a suit if you were like a tie or something. Yeah. yeah, but this John Fetterman wears these just nasty baggy. Looks like he doesn't get dressed every morning, oh. and so I guess they relaxed it for him. So but now, I don't know. If I were in, if I were a senator, I would go in the next day wearing, I don't know, tie dye. No, it would be worse than that. I, I'd like go in naked or something. You know? I'd go in my bikini Why underwear. Why have a dress say, code at all? Why have dress at all? Yeah. I, I would wear the most ridiculous outfit. I Because you guys are clowns. Uh, go in a clown outfit. Yeah. I think that's what Owen Schroyer, uh suggested. Is, is Somebody needs to wear a clown outfit. Oh, okay. Or, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we talked about a Nebraska woman who helped her, uh, who helped her child, who helped her teenage girl with an abortion. Ooh. And wow. then, uh, I don't remember that. And, and which was against law because and, it's been out. Okay. Whatever situation they had, they couldn't get the, uh, abortion. She helped her, I guess, kind of self do it and then burned the baby. Uh, she just got two years in prison. I don't know about the mother, but the mother of the mother, the yeah. grandmother. Can you imagine burning your grandchild? That's like, sick. Back to like biblical stuff. Yeah, yeah, really is. Uh, there's a German homeschooling family living in the US for the past 15 years. Biden is trying to deport them. <laughs> I don't know why this I mean, family. I, I probably because they're homeschooled, I mean, uh, oh, and they're being gosh. represented, I guess, by the Homeschool Legal Defense Fund. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I tell you what, they look like now. the. I don't know. It's like the Von Trapp family or something. I don't know. It's a pretty big family. Wow. Were yeah. they going to deport all of them? Yeah, heaven's sakes. Well, there's like, what, 100 million Mexicans here that you could deport? For yeah, I mean, what, drug dealers and stuff. Yeah. All but, kinds you know, of We've really got to crush down this German homeschooling stuff. Right. Uh, Polish? Okay, a Polish basilica is set on fire. Oh. Um, this is after a, there was some kind of scandal there. Uh, they had a gay orgy. Ooh, and wow. I guess the people were outraged. They and they said, we tried need to, to burn, burn it down. Place. Yeah, this is okay. sick. So this is like from the people in reaction to, we need to purify it. That seems like basilica. what's happening. I mean, that, that's, and and might, that's certainly the wrong way to go about it, but that's a, a understandable and, and or the right way gut reaction. To I don't know. I, I mean, I, I don't even well, I mean, know what like to say the, about that. What priest, else do you do? 
that priest that had that, you know, that that thing with the the ladies on that altar. That I mean, that's yeah. what they did. They just they had to destroy the altar, and then they have to install a new one. Right, and and uh, yeah, rightfully so. But but if your I mean, bishop this... or the pope won't do this stuff, it's like, all right, that's it. Yeah, what are you supposed to do? This is our. We're the people of the church. I know we live in a monarchy, but still, uh, let's burn the place down. Uh, okay, that's all the news I got. All right. Uh, let's see here. I have. Oh, <laughs> so <clears throat> you know, I heard like from time to time stories about stuff like this. Um, you know people doing stupid art and that kind of stuff. But but I guess there was this artist who was paid a huge amount of money um, to like provide some artwork to support like labor or something like that. Mm -hmm. So he just sent two blank canvases and he called the title, Take the Money and Run. Wow. Well, there there's some... Well, little splotches or something on there there's, it does look like there's something on there like like i don't know whether that's like uh i mean you know what whatever what it is I, I got something to say about this i i've been i guess not beating myself up but kind of down on myself i thought because i understand music i'm not a musician I have no musical talent, but I appreciate it and I understand it. When I hear a sad song, I know that it's sad and I know why it's sad. Yeah. Um, and when I look at art, now obviously there's some art, it's like, well, that's well done because if a guy's drawing like a cat to look like. <laughs> and it looks like a cat, well, yeah. he did a good job of drawing that cat. And of course, you can say a lot with art. You can put them in positions or use size and things like that mm -hmm. to do things. But then I look at things like a Van Gogh, the self-portraits of Van Gogh. And I'm like, yeah. I, this looks like something a, a, a fourth grader would have done. The you proportions like, are wrong. Everything's like wrong. Uh, the Mona Lisa, well, the poor, why? The poor portions were usually okay for Van Gogh, but he was an Impressionist, so it's like, it, if you got What does close, that even mean? Make any sense of, What's an well, Impressionist? An Impressionist is somebody that, that puts stuff on the canvas so that when you view it from the distance, it gives the impression of what it is that he's painting. If you get up close to it, it doesn't actually look like anything. That's what Impressionism is. Well, that's I, not an Impressionist. I, no, I that, it, then it's not like because... Because you think it doesn't even look like that from a distance. <laughs> no, I'm looking at... Look, I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to... Share this. I, I, I challenge you to show me how this at all looks like anything other than... Some of it looks like an okay art. Some of it looks almost okay. But for the most part, this isn't this isn't good art. This okay, yeah, that's far away or up close. I don't care what you say. This yeah. looks bad. And maybe I, I think I was I think Van Gogh maybe isn't. Maybe some of them aren't as bad. 
but I don't um, know. Okay, that looks like a wheat field with actually, crows. That would wheat field with a bunch of crows flying. It's off. what yeah, any child be... could do. Mm. And I think that way about most, well, all abstract art. Most artists who call themselves impressionists,、uh, I'm sorry, it's crappy art. And I always thought maybe I just don't get it. And I found out, no, you do get it a hundred percent. And I'm calling out any guy who thinks he gets it more than me, because I found out what all of this is about. This is all about money. And uh, uh, hiding money from the government and、uh, art monopolyism. When yeah, but you know the the painters who actually paint this stuff, they don't they don't benefit from yeah. that. Yeah, do you ever think about、through. that? Do you ever think about that? The fact that it's not worth anything till after they're dead, and one one or two groups have already obtained most of the art. Then it's worth something.、Mm. <laughs> This is all about money laundering. That's what well, okay, art is yeah, about. Yeah. So art is you get、and、a bunch I, of people to feel like they're doing something by being a starving artist, and once in a while you identify, hey, his art is going to be unique enough that I can use it to launder money later, and then you snatch it. You don't even have to do that. I mean, a lot of times it, it is for the artist, but most of the time it's like this, and it's a matter of. Funneling money through certain ways. Now there are weird art collectors who like think that they own something really cool because this company. There's like a total of five companies who own most of the art, and、uh, maybe now and then there's a guy who doesn't get it and he's a dimwit, and so he pays a bunch of money for a painting that really is crappy, he and he thinks、uh, he's got something cool. Most of it is. Governments and powerful people paying each other without paying taxes on it. Oh, okay.、Uh, things like they, that. They That's these, what、yeah. most of this is about.、Uh, I, there's a documentary. I can't remember if it's on Netflix or not. And then I, I, I saw a couple people being interviewed. I searched out interviews about this idea, and I was right on the money. I don't. I get it. I get it a hundred percent. All this. <laughs> Crap is crap, and these artists who claim to be good are not good. They just did a whole lot of paintings enough to where the、uh, companies can continue selling these for a long time for huge amounts of money, which they're not worth. And the artists who are actually good artists、um, don't make a lot of money. You know, it's it's a shame, but that's the way it is.、Hmm. So well, you know,、anyway. a lot of the artists that that you would look at their stuff and say, "Oh, that's crap," the you know from from generations ago, they didn't actually see any of that money. To, I know. That's my point.、Around. They didn't.、Uh, and well, my point is, they were doing the art because they liked it. <clears throat> they were doing the art because they liked it, but they weren't very good at it. It's just that a lot of times they were very prolific. Well, you know, I mean, for example, like Picasso. So they produced a lot of it enough to where a company could have a storehouse full of this crap and just keep parceling it out when they need to. Well, I mean, you know,、money. it's it's not like they were working for a company. It's not like they they were yeah, like being given an assignment from a company. Okay, I got to produce a bunch of art for a company. They they were just doing what they do, but. But but you know the thing is the 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 craft of art is in 
making the canvas show exactly what you want it to show. Um, not necessarily making it show, you know, even something particular, although I think it should be something particular, but the idea is that you have something in your mind's eye and you're able to reproduce that precisely on the canvas. Like, mm -hmm. for example, um, Picasso, who, you know, his art can be very wacky, but he was capable of being a photorealistic painter so that you almost wouldn't be able to tell the difference between one of his paintings and a photograph. That's how yeah. capable he was as an artist. He just, yeah, you know, he, he, he used that skill. There's, a, I know there's different. a lot of good art there out there like that. Uh, but the millions of dollars that they're paying for really crappy things. For example, uh, Hunter Biden's, I think, are going for a quarter of a million dollars. Hunter Biden's and what? Paintings? Paintings. He took a crack pipe and blew paint onto a splattered paint onto Seriously? a canvas. And he sold this for like a quarter million dollars. Give me a break. <laughs> I think this guy with the blank canvas is maybe even yeah. a little bit more inventive. Anyway, the story with the canvas is that the... the uh, the Danish courts finally caught up with him and they ordered him to give back the cash that he was paid to do it. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> so a win for sanity, in my opinion. I guess. <laughs> Although part of me feels like, you know, if, you're if gonna, he gave it to them and they accepted it, if you're going to be that stupid. Yeah. Once they accept it, if you're going to be that stupid as, as, as a, uh, uh, a, a gallery or whatever, Right. Maybe you deserve to lose the money. I, I think so. I think you should you should lose that money. It's like you paid the dude. He brought you something. Didn't you look at it and say, "Oh, this is good" or "This is bad"? Or did you? And not only that, but I, well, I think it's like one of those commission things. Like, okay, we'll pay you seventy five thousand dollars. Here it is. Okay. Bring us back, you know, something. And then they probably even got it. It's like we can't. We, but usually commissions are, are like, you know, we'll pay you now to start. We pay so oh, much yeah, when it's a little finished. Bit. That's true. Yeah. Unless maybe they so. didn't do that. Again, they but deserve the to lose is, the money for being that stupid. Yeah. You know, caveat emptor. I mean, the, keep the courts out of it and let these galleries and stuff learn a little bit about how to make sure that you get what you're paying for. Yeah, shouldn't art collectors look at what happened to this gallery and say, I'm not shopping there anymore. Exactly. I mean, these people are so, morons. But that's what galleries are. They're morons. So, But they're not morons. They're very good at uh, laundering money. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, you know, when... <laughs> This story just kind of was funny to me. Um, when Terry was in Michigan, she was driving, she had to drive back um, to Indiana. And I mean, you know, we were moving to Michigan, kind of going back and forth. And she was driving back and, and she was on a, a, a road that was not an interstate. And she really had to go to the bathroom real bad. So she pulled over at a gas station, thought, you know, go and go to the bathroom. She asked the guys at her bathroom. He said, well, we have an outhouse in the back. And I, you know, when she told me that story, I put it on Facebook and then I just ended it with pure Michigan because that's their kind of tagline. Yeah. Well, here in uh, Otsego County, Michigan, a woman uh, went into an outhouse 
I guess she dropped her watch into the outhouse toilet and climbed down into it to get the watch back. No. Uh -huh. Got stuck and had to get rescued. No. What? <laughs> That's what it says. Who would do that? That's so. Gross. That's what I think. It's like, oops. Okay, I guess I'm gonna have to yeah, go get another I... Apple Watch. I'll save up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even if it's like a five thousand dollar watch, I, I don't think I would. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. I That's can't just... even imagine. That's. Because it's not even like a family toilet. This is other people's no. refuse. And exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's not your outhouse. Yeah, that's just the worst thing I can possibly imagine. Um, we have in our, well, growing up in our backyard, we had this clubhouse. Mm -hmm. It was a very small building structure. <laughs> And there happened to be a giant hole under it that you could just kind of barely see into. I had no idea what we that didn't building realize. was. We no. didn't realize. And neither did my kids because I remember... At one the clubhouse had a solid floor by the time we moved in. Right. It had a solid floor, but you could see under it there was this into, area yeah, like under there. Space, yeah. And there were a lot of toys and stuff that got down in there because so like people would drop stuff. Trying to reach down and fish them out. And you know, I, I, I did take a stick and put a nail on it and drug up. Pretty. I got a car out of there once. Uh, Thomas had another idea. He got down in there oh and everybody's like, Dad, Thomas is under the clubhouse and he's got his head poked out laughing. And I'm like, you have no idea where you are right now. I'll wait till you're out before I tell you what that is. Yeah. I, he knows what it is now. I was like, you you climbed into an outhouse hole. Well, you I know, mean, it's when... what... 50 years old, but... Yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah, probably nothing to it, but... Um, the... Uh, that... Right where that is, the sidewalk that kind of goes... The, the Or the walk, which is, yeah. you know, concrete, goes back from the house. It, it hits that and then curves around back towards where the barn was, or still is. And right where it... The door uh, and, and then the, the open space where that is... It was sloped. Yeah, so things would go down. Well, one day, because you know sometimes things just happen that way with the weather and 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 mist and cold and that kind of stuff. That thing developed a, a sheen of ice that was so slick, and I slipped. You slid down into the outhouse. I did not slide down in. I hung on to the corner um, post of the grape barber. I couldn't pull oh. myself up. I bet I hung on to that for like 10 minutes yelling for help. <laughs> so did that you I know what it was at that I did time? Not, I did not know what it was. I just knew that I didn't want to go down there. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, but you know what? I wouldn't go I wouldn't go down a currently in use one for an apple anything. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, neither would I. All right. Um, so I was in California last week, and, you know, one of the things they have a lot of are these carpool lanes, or what, what they call, down in Georgia, they call them HOV lanes, high occupancy vehicle. Yeah. It's just, you got to have at least two people in the car, you know, in order so to get stupid. into it and stuff like that. It is stupid. And I even noticed some people, like, ignoring it, 
when they mm-hmm. can get away with it for a short time and then, you know, scooting back out just to pass somebody or whatever. Uh, but I got to thinking, you know, it's it's not like you get pulled over and they check and then, okay, you get your thumbs up. You just go. And mm-hmm. even in Atlanta, you know, I have this, this like in my head, this hierarchy of jobs in terms of social societal relevance and contribution like i think the very 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 bottom of the job societal contribution is the person who as you're walking out of costco has to look at your receipt and put a mark on it and pretend to count the items that you have what you know like for example you know, engineers contribute to society a certain amount and trash. Yeah, I know, but the job I'm trying to, oh, you're trying to I've make, never heard oh, of this job. Oh, you've never gone to Costco? No. Or like Sam's you wouldn't go to Sam's Club, but like Costco. These these big warehouses like Costco and Sam's Club, you yeah. go in, you go buy your stuff, you, you check out and everything, but then on your way out, it, this is inexplicable to me. You end up having to wait in another you've already paid for everything but you have to wait in this line with your stuff and it goes pretty quick while each person as they exit the building there's a, a guy there whose job is to take his receipt put a mark on the receipt pretend to count the items because you never can but the mm-hmm. idea is that he's in theory counting them to make sure that your receipt matches what's in your cart and then let you go so that to me is like the bottom rung of of Jobs. Is that like, maybe an excuse you know to I mean? give someone a job, or is it like that. just yeah, to know. discourage people from shopping? I think there. it's a psychological thing. It's like, oh, you know, if I, you know, if I try to get away with something, there's the the receipt counter there that I. I would know. I would never shop at a place that does this. <laughs> I couldn't even imagine. Is, As a matter of fact, you should when I realized just just what realize was going what on, about. I would put my stuff down and say, you know what, I've changed my mind. I'm not going to buy this. Goodbye. But the thing is, you would, you, you don't get to that point until after you've gone. Yeah, I guess you wouldn't until after you but paid. Then, but then, you know, then it's like, like good, well, I'll never back. come back in this building yeah. again. So, I don't care how if they're giving away this stuff. Okay, so now down in Georgia, they've got these cops. You know, and and like pretty low on the list is like speed trap cops who sit there with their speed guns. It's like, really, you're not contributing anything to society. Right. Even lower than them, but maybe not quite as low as the the receipt checkers, are these cops that I saw down in Georgia, Atlanta. Literally, their job was to sit there and watch the cars in the high occupancy vehicle lane to make sure that there were at least two people in each car. Wow. Otherwise, that's like... Seatbelt checkers. Exactly. Yeah, Seatbelt like, cops. It's like, oh, come on, you are the bottom of the barrel of, of you know, uh, societal yeah. usefulness. I can't think of a, a more useless function. But the thing is, it's vehicles moving at speed. Yeah. So it got, you know, I caught the thinking, I mean, why couldn't you just have a mannequin in the front seat with you? That's what I would do. Well, or apparently dying. some... Somebody else ball. like did that, except he didn't quite manage it. Quite, <laughs> he got he used a Halloween mask, just put it on the seat itself, and then threw a jacket over it. Well, that's kind of idiotic. That guy's not very bright. I mean, why why does that in any way? Because when you when you're looking at cars to see if two people are in it, you that look doesn't for look a like head a person <laughs> above the thing. You know what I mean? I know. 
you look for the head sticking out and there's no head he just taped the face to the back of the to the to front like of the, the seat. very the very top like like the headrest part of the seat yeah this is a terrible job this, it's like I, come on if you're this guy bother, deserved a ticket if you're gonna bother at least kind of try a little bit give give the cops at least something to feel like they're uh i don't know but it was so dumb <laughs> But what's funny is that I was just thinking about that last week while I was in California because they have those mm -hmm. things. Did you see the Malcolm in the Middle when um, Reese is getting ready to sneak out, but he's got this dummy to make it look like him sleeping in bed that he's going to put in its place. <laughs> he's getting ready to make the switch, but his mom comes in and says, what are you up to? And he says, nothing. She says, fine, I'll just stand here and watch. And he says, fine. So he's laying there waiting for her to walk away so he could make the swap with the dummy. Yeah. And then a half hour later, she's still there. And you realize that she replaced her body with a dummy. So she's got a dummy standing in the doorway watching him. I I love the Malcolm in the Middle. That show is so funny. The first, like minute is always a, a little uh episode, piece of life a like mini that. episode uh, yeah yeah mm -hmm. it, they're always hilarious they were so funny yeah it's a great show all right that's what that dummy reminded me of <laughs> yeah, lois <laughs> all right my last one is just kind of a fun thing you know the thing is what i think about like when we were kids I mean, we had Nerf footballs and that kind of stuff, but when it came to guns, we didn't have Nerf guns. We had those those hard plastic darts that that mm. shot at, that were spring- Oh, spring like the suction gun. cup darts? Yeah, with the suction cup, yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, you know, and we had a few things that you could actually put an eye out when we were little. Because you could pull the jarts. suction cup off of that. Oh, remember, like, oh my jarts. gosh, jarts, yeah. It's like, okay, let's let's take horseshoes and try to make it more dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane that, 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 that anyone ever got that pass. It's like, you're throwing a giant dart at, at two more people down there. Hope you got good aim. But you know what? It's actually kind of a fun game. <laughs> I know, but so is... Now they so have cornhole. cornhole. Now we've you got know? cornhole. Everything's better. <laughs> All right. So anyway... Uh, I guess there's a real, um, I, I don't know, uh, uh, kind of a thing behind this Nerf stuff because people are taking and, and uh, souping these Nerf guns up. They've got this this um, a world record for a Nerf gun according to how many Nerf darts per second it can shoot. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Fella got up to eleven per second. I mean, that's that's sixty. Let's see. Six, sixty darts per minute. Holy shit! Look at that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's, let's enlarge that. This is a stand-up blaster. And this is a stand-up blaster that's just huge. He's a German guy, so he's speaking German. And this is my blaster. That's pretty cool. He thinks he can actually get get it up. Uh, eventually, he's going to go for fifty next. He thinks he can actually get it up to a hundred uh, darts per second. 
I would love to see it. Must take so long to load that thing up. You know? Can you imagine trying to? You got a cartridge, and you got to put the cartridge into the belt, and so the bullet, the cartridge, the Mm -hmm. belt, over and over again, and it's done in like that. You know, it's It's like setting up dominoes. You know, you spend hours, and at least he doesn't accidentally tip one over. But that's like with real guns too, right? Like real automatic weapons. I mean, you got the the clip, yeah, and you got to shove all the bullets down in it. And... Each shot is so satisfying, and a and a factory puts the <laughs> the belts together and stuff. Yeah. You just load it and shoot. That's true. You know. So, yeah, he he would have to go pay his kids to to put it together for him or something. Yeah. But uh, I don't that's know. You know, I'm cool. just thinking like if we if we had that kind of thing when we were kids. Like, you know, you know, running around the neighborhood and stuff. Um, obviously, if Nerf themselves came out with that, they would come out with belts that you could buy. With, with yeah. all, you know, pre- and then we would go around and do it, and nobody would go bother to pick up their darts afterwards. Right. And be every, every backyard everywhere. along the whole neighborhood would be full of those things, and parents yeah. would be so honked off at us because the lawnmowers would hit them and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, but when my kids were younger... They had, instead of, they had like a uh, an in-between the Nerf and the BB guns, which was yeah. these uh, airsoft Airsoft, guns. yeah, yeah. They're, they're like hard plastic pellets, a little, like twice as big as a BB, right? Yeah, and I, I mean, I, when they first came out, my kids were very small. I was very angry that, that Tyler and, and his Would friends were running around, around with they, these. I think, I'm like, these are essentially BB guns. Yeah. You wouldn't let us do this. And then as I got older and my kids got into it and I'm like, I guess I was overreacting. And my kids would always have airsoft wars. I'd, I'd, I'd make them swear, wear your goggles or goggles, something. Just protect the eyes. That That's the one Half thing. Half the that... time I'd look out the window, nobody had any goggles on and they're all shooting them at each other. And I don't know, Buddy had a lot I of wonder, You know, from a going. distance, I mean, if up close, obviously it's going to do damn. But I wonder if those are like... Even if they hit your eyeball from a distance, if it would just bounce off. And I don't know. I had irritated you remember a little the, bit, but not the slingshots that you oh, that those little, go around yeah. the wrist and you pull and it way back. The real pull the surgical rubber. Uh, okay, mm-hmm. I had one of those, and I had uh, a little marshmallow, the small ones, mm-hmm. and I put that in it. And I guess I was about six feet away from Jason, and I hit him right here. And it gave him a black eye. It wasn't even a stale marshmallow. It was a fresh one. It was a soft one, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I imagine those little... I imagine they'd take out an eye. Yeah. I'm surprised they sold them for as long as they did without people selling them. Oh, did they not sell them anymore? Yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't even know anymore. You know, people have moved on to like paintballs and stuff like that. Yeah. Paintballs are more fun because they're more drastic because they leave a big old splotch mark. But one of Buddy's friends had an automatic airsoft gun and it it was pretty fast. It was kind of like, it was about that Mm -hmm. fast. Okay. Okay. Not not like 11 per second, but. Right. So. It's pretty neat. Well, that's all I got. Time for. Trivia. All right, trivia. Pull up, pull up your oh, AI. Oh, yeah, we got to get our bard going. Yep. Uh, bard, 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 bard. 
You know, I've been clearing my throat and sniffing a lot during this podcast. I'm going to try to get... I've been having trouble pirating a piece of software that I I don't want to use it. I just want to try it, but I'm not going to pay for it. Mm-hmm. And they don't have a fully functional trial. I'm oh. going to see if I can get Bard to crack it for me. Huh. That'll be fun. So I know it's it's used in a lot of software engineering stuff. So mm-hmm. let's see what I can get it to do. Oh, All right, I got to share it. I pulled it up. I didn't share it yet. The number came up as four, which is mm-hmm, places. The question is, oh, where did Lazarus, Mary, and Martha live? You know, for, I want to. Do you know it for sure? Let me think for a second. By the way, you mistyped and. And <laughs> Martha lived. Uh, I mean, I, there's a place that I want to say, and I'm only like 70% on it. I just don't know. And the thing is, when I hear the answer, I'll probably recognize it, oh, as, yeah, that's it. But but I, I okay. don't even begin to know. I wouldn't well, be able to. Well, let me ask you, do, does, does Bethany ring for you at all? No. Okay. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I I could be wrong too. I guess we'll find out here. Let's see what the bard says. In the Bible. That's where they live. (laughs) Well, according to the card. Bethany. They're saying Bethany. Yep, I said Bethany. Yeah. Okay. Village of Bethany near Jerusalem. Okay, so it wasn't too far from Jerusalem. Is that the one where Jesus cried? Yes, Jesus wept. Why you know, did I've he always, weep? I, I have wondered about that because here's the thing. He didn't weep because he missed Lazarus. He was going to see him in five minutes. Yeah. He knew that already. So he didn't, he didn't weep for loss of a friend. Both times that, or, or after he wept twice, and, and after the second time it says this, that, that he wept, it refers to his soul being troubled or perturbed, and it seemed to be in response for a lack of faith by the people around him. Okay, wait a minute. Let's it, find it out. almost seems to me like he wept because of... because. Nobody understood that he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead. I only see wept here once. No, no, he wept once, but there were twice that his soul was was troubled. Oh, okay. His heart was troubled. In in he this said, one episode, first he just fell he at his feet. Martha, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with her also weeping. He was deeply moved in spirit and troubled, and he said, "Where have you laid him?" They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. So the Jews said, see how he loved him. But Mm -hmm. yeah, you're right. He's weeping because of their lack of faith. That's what I, I, that's the only thing I can get. At the same time. He knew he was going to raise him. Why? uh, Why would, why should they have known that he was going to bring him back from the dead? You know what I mean? Well, look at his exchange with Martha at the very beginning. 
Uh, the teacher's here and calling for you, and she heard it, and you rose quickly and went out, and she's kind of blah, 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 when the Jews are consoling her. Uh, followers. Fell at his feet, said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Keep going. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with the multitude, he was deeply moved, and he said, where have you laid him? Jesus wept. So the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus was deeply moved again, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone okay, lay Okay, wait a minute. It. We're missing something here. <clears throat> maybe John has a different, uh, maybe there's more than one account, but I don't think so. Hold on. Jesus came, he found that Lazarus... I think that's the only uh, place it, it is. Okay, Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him. While Mary sat in the house, Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And even now I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he die, Yet shall he live, and whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, he who is coming. When she had said this, she went and called her sister Mary, saying quietly, The teacher is here and calling for you. And when she heard it, she rose and quickly went to him. Now Jesus had not yet come to the village, but was still in the place where Martha had met him. And then it goes, when the Jews who were with her in the house, consoling her, saw Mary rise quickly and go out, they followed Okay. And then Mary came to where he was, fell at his feet, saying, Lord, if you had been here. Okay. See? So one of them, one of them by now kind of believed or suspected anyway. Uh, and the other and he, one, yeah, no one else had faith. Uh, and probably those who were with her heard the conversation and heard him say, I'm the resurrection. So some of them, at least the believers among them, should have known that, hey, something cool is about to happen. Yeah. Uh, but to the point where Jesus weeps for them, I guess when, I mean, how long has he been with them at this point? Is this, this has is he been after, teaching you know, them over years or? Well, I don't know about them, but remember Mary and Martha, these are the, the two that, 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 before this, yeah. he was good friends with them. And he yeah. had gone to their house and the whole thing where, where Mary was sitting at his feet and Martha says, tell her to help me. You know, tend, how, you know, tend to her guests and stuff. And Jesus says, you know, Mary has chosen the better lot and it won't be denied her. So he the, these were good friends of his. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he was weeping at the extremity of their sorrow. It's like, you know how sometimes, you know, when, when, when your kid has to go through something really hard and you realize yeah. he's going through it and, and you wish you could step in and 
take the hardship away, but you know that he has to go through it because it's yeah, you know, better right. for him and stuff like that. And, and you or know, even something like when you watch it a could be something movie or like whatever. That. But that's more of a female thing. Um, yeah, okay. I mean, that's. I always wondered that. Why? Why was he weeping? He knew what he was about to do. He was yeah. weeping for them. Uh, at least for Martha. In some sense or other, he was weeping for them, not for himself. Okay. That's all well, I got. Well, folks, think about what we said. And as always, go raw and circle the beads. And we'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.